Whoa, who's that? That is Ethan Edinburgh. Who? He's the king. He runs this school. Compared to him, all the other guys are just pawns. Ethan Edinburgh is flawless. I heard Ethan is the voice of the Lion King in Brazil. His favorite song is The Best Part of Waking Up. That's the Folgers jingle. Ethan Edinburgh is a monster. One time, Ethan punched a cat in the face. Ethan Edinburgh tells everyone he's allergic to cheese, but I saw him Postmates a pound of brie and eat it with a spoon. Ethan Edinburgh, I hate him. One time, he met Barack Obama in Starbucks, and Ethan told him to run for president as a joke. And then he did it. I hear his car is electric, but he puts gas in it anyway. One time, I saw Ethan Edinburgh eating cat food. One time, Ethan asked me to delete security camera footage, and I did it without even watching it. I wonder what he did. I don't care. It's Ethan. I heard Ethan went to jail, but then got released for crying too much. That's never happened before. Ethan claims to know everything about sports, but then I saw him Google, how many yards is good in a baseball match? (laughs) I mean, come on. Carlos Santana owns a restaurant called Maria Maria. I work there. Uh, what am I here to talk about? Carlos Santana? Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I am your humble host, Ethan Edinburgh. Is it humble if I say that I'm humble? Or did that ruin it? Mm -mm. It's not, right? I don't know. I think you can self-identify. Okay, but then <laughs> am I, will people believe me? Like if somebody else says it, then it's, anyway. That's on them. <laughs> You're right. Uh, we are talking about Mean Girls today. I am so excited to talk about this movie. I've loved it for years. I want to get to what you guys think, but who am I talking about? Let me introduce my guest. First, we have a professor of anthropology and the associate dean within the grad division of UCLA. It's Dr. Norma Mendoza Denton. Yay. Yay. We'll put a big crowd noise right there. (laughs) So it feels like there's a huge crowd. How's it going, Norma? Good, good. Just, you know, finding my way. Yeah. I mean, you did a great job. Came right in, walked up the stairs. Walked up the stairs. Totally fine. Uh, Of course, we also have here to my right, the unstoppable force, comedian, actress, writer, Blair Sochi. Hey. Hey. It's Uh, actually Saki, but. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I most of the time I don't correct people, but I was no. like, maybe I will. I think you absolutely should correct people and me specifically. Uh, but I don't know why I was so confident with that. I really felt it's like, because, oh, that's definitely what it is. Because phonetically, that's a hundred percent correct. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so it's not your fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, Mean Girls. When did you guys first see the film? What are your thoughts on the movie? Give it to me straight. Either one of you can go first. I saw it um, for the first time a really long time ago when it came out. Okay. Um, I don't know, more than ten years ago. Yeah, is it? I think and, so. And um, and then I just rewatched it like mm-hmm. this morning at three a.m. And <laughs> at three a.m. Hold on a second. Yeah. I'm I'm jet lagged. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> where did you come from? I came from London. Whoa. Yeah. What were what? you doing? I was uh, <laughs> doing a dissertation defense. A dissertation defense? Yeah. So a student was defending, and I was on the committee. I was the external person on the committee. Whoa! How did that go? Who won? Well, she won. She got a PhD now. Oh, yeah. congrats her, to her. Shout her, out. Her name is Joanne Cedillo, mm-hmm. and she's from New Mexico, and her dissertation is on lowriders. Whoa. What like do you mean lowriders? women in lowrider culture. Like the car lowriders? The car lowriders in wow. New Mexico. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so shout out to her. Damn. Yeah, big shout out That's to her. That's awesome. Did she play the song in her? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> no, she was kind of nervous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay, so wait, what did you think of the film when you first saw it? 
it, when I first saw it, I was just, you know, like like everybody else, kind of just consuming it. Mm-hmm. And um, it came out at the time that there was a lot of stuff around in the media around girls and girl on girl conflict. Sure. Um, so Mean Girls. And there was another book. Um, well, there was a book by Peggy Ornstein called Schoolgirls. Oh. So those two came out around the same time, and they were really kind of different takes on what girls were like. Gotcha. So that was that was interesting at that time. Yeah. Okay. And when was this, like, around when you wrote your book, Homegirls? Mm-hmm. Was, how, like, what's the timeline there? Well, my book came out much later. Okay. Uh, partly because it took a really long time to write. <laughs> uh, you know, like all things, you you do something when you're a student and then you look at it later, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that. <laughs> so, so then you go back and rewrite and rewrite. And then, you know, finally, many years later, the book comes out. So, Got you. So it was definitely like um, School Girls, I think, came out in 1995 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know when Mean Girls came out. I don't know either. I want to say early 2000s, but I don't recall exactly. Uh, Obviously, I yeah. should know, but I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, then my book came out in 2007. Got you, so got you. It took a long time. 2004. Okay. Thank you, Sydney. That was going to eat me alive. Um, and I should say for our listeners that you are the author of Home Girls, Language and Cultural Practice Among Latina Youth Gangs. Mm-hmm. So let's we're going to get into that, I'm sure. But before we do, Blair, your take on Mean Girls. Oh, dang. Um, I thought it was so (laughs) brilliant, you know? Um, Yeah, I liked it because you see the fear of all people. You know, even the bullies are just scared people. Even the victims are just scared. Everyone's just trying to survive. So I do like the... um, the African wildlife uh, <laughs> comparisons. Yes, yeah. it's accurate. It's cool. And Mean Girls is so that it was just a genius thing when it came out because, like, it really turned everything on its head. So you could see exactly what's going on. And I also love that it's like that whole girl on girl like mean thing. Girl on girl sounds like porn. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It does. Sorry. When I keep saying girl on girl, I'm like, what? Um, what am I talking about? Yeah, I do like lesbian porn though. But um, <laughs> what I mean is, <laughs> what I mean is that's cool now though, is that that like, and I maybe this was even part of the start of it, but like for women to be mean to women is seen as like really uncool now, which I like. Yeah. Yeah, same. I love the way that it's become such a cultural touchstone um, in terms of like, you know, now you have the Ariana Grande video directly referencing pieces of that. And, right. You know, oh, I, I mean, it's really, oh, it's really hilarious. Dang, I need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you, next. It's, it's become, you're right. It, it was like, it was a huge, it, it made a lot of money. It was a success mm-hmm. at the box office, but I think it's also just become this really huge cult yeah. classic and there's, film. There's also like a video game about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I read that online, really but I had crazy. not heard yeah. of that before. Have you played the video game? Uh, no, I just saw a clip of it. Oh, okay, cool. I want to play that. Uh, wait a minute. Speaking of video games, I also read that you... what It was like adults playing video games? It's it's youth, like college students. College students video play games. video games? Yeah. And what did you do with that? So I was looking at um, electrodermal activity, okay. essentially sweat response. Oh. So when you get um, excited or nervous or happy or, you know, upset, you sweat. And so right. your skin conducts electricity in a different way. Ooh. And so we have like little, um, they look like Fitbits. Okay. Um, and they're sensors that sense how you're sweating, okay. weather and how you're sweating. And so we try to um, correlate that to interaction. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh my god. And? Yeah. Oh. Okay. When I was in like middle school and high school, and I went to Catholic school, and we had to like grab hands um, <laughs> during like prayers and shit. And like, if I was ever near like a dude I like, which was all the time, <laughs> I would my hands would start like compulsively sweating right before we were gonna do the prayer. You're and making then, my hands sweat. Yeah, and then like every time I do, like, oh, that's fucking gross, and I'm like, it's, but they never do this. <laughs> like even now, my hands don't sweat, but I must have been just like a really fearful middle schooler. Oh, mm. interesting. Is that what, uh, like, because that happens to me ra- like randomly? I'll just be sitting on the couch. And I will notice that I get what's the word? Not sweaty hands. Clammy. Like, yeah, yeah, like clammy hands. I was going to say hot flashes, but <laughs> yeah, I get these hot flashes when I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. Um, just I don't know. Is that because I'm stressed, or is it because uh, I don't know? It it depends. I mean, everybody's body is a little bit different. Okay. Um, but normally, when you're looking at electrodermal activity, you're looking at the the onset of some kind of stimulus okay. and about. Within three minutes after that, you're going to have some kind of reaction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So my body's just broken. Maybe. Got it. Okay, no need to see a doctor about that. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about your high school experience, if you found similarities to how you guys, uh, you know, went through freshman, sophomore year. Um, I don't know. I didn't really, like... Uh, have I don't think I had like I wasn't like into fighting with girls or anything. Okay. I'll, I I well I played team sport. I played volleyball and stuff. So I don't know. It was always like kind of cool to be friends. Were there <laughs> were there people that like uh, you made fun of or that made fun of you or like you know clicks? I don't know. It's like I always remember myself as being so nice and like defending anyone that was like getting made fun of. Mm -hmm. That was like my whole identity. And then this girl messaged me on Facebook um, and was like, and I was like, who's this like hot porn star girl? And she messaged me and she was like, on behalf of all fat girls, like, I just want you to know, like, I don't know, something where and I was like, what? I was the one that got made fun of for being fat. You know, I don't even remember. This was in third grade. She was messaging me. I somehow had impact on this girl like years later where she and I was like, and looks like you're really hot now. So I don't know. Sorry about whatever I said in my third grade self. I really don't remember this, but I'm deeply sorry. And I know how it feels. (laughs) Wow. So you were like a a bully and you and you blacked it out. I mean, I guess I don't I don't I could not even remember like doing I can't remember anything about third grade at all. Me, I know. I can't remember, like, any shit either. Yeah. Is that weird? Do you know about that? Why do we just, like... Disassociation. Yeah, like, I can't remember huge gaps of my life. I don't know. My brother remembers totally different things than I remember. Yeah. So strange. Like, like, were you there? No, because you're, like, somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Tina Fey said, by the way, that she was, like, a mean girl. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. I know. That's such an interesting perspective. Didn't see that coming at all. You know what's crazy is like my, because like I was like a, I was like popular, but my like bully was like a nerd. Whoa, really? Yeah. Very strange. And she was like really mean to me. Um, (laughs) Was there like a reason for the bullying? Yeah. Like we were on the same volleyball team and um, like... She was mad that I what like got the awards, and so she would always do this wild ass like mean shit to me, and I would full on like instead of me being like you're a fucking nerd, I would like cry and like have oh. my feelings really hurt. Oh no! 
just jealous. I guess, yeah. I always think that's so weird, like, when people are like, they're just jealous, you know, like, sounds like some VH1 shit. Right, right. But I guess, like, (laughs) retroactively, you know, it could be, that could be the case, because I certainly wasn't antagonizing her in any way. Yeah. Uh, What about your high school Well, okay, so I... um, much like Lindsay Lohan's character in um, Mean Girls, I actually was living in Africa mm-hmm. in the beginning of high school. <laughs> wow. And yeah, we lived in, my my dad was a diplomat, and we lived in Ivory Coast. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Did you know this? No, I didn't. That not. is the most serendipitous wild <laughs> thing I've ever It totally ever is, heard. but we were not like wildlife uh, enthusiasts at all, right? Zoologists. Like, no. Okay. Uh, we just, so I went to an international school. Okay there and um, it was a very 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 small school oh interesting there were like maybe eight people in my grade whoa eight people in your grade in my grade oh my god that's some like pilgrim shit (laughs) you know it's actually more like if you've ever seen uh, Jean-Paul Sartre's No Exit like this play you know where there's like three people and uh, in this room and essentially that's hell Oh. Right, it's just Whoa. being having to interact in a <laughs> yeah. way with so with few the same people. people. Yeah, so it was you know there was like this, uh, and nobody was from the same country, so we were all like kind of like randomly thrown there together because wow. our parents worked there. Well, the, how did that work? Did you guys get along? Did you guys find you know? Uh, well, solid... there was still like kind of like the popular people, mm. even though there were only like eight of us. <laughs> the popular like people. Popular, <laughs> and then there was like the super nerdy girl, and then there were like the hot guy, and I mean, <laughs> it was this sort of like replication at a kind of microcosmic level of wow. what you would expect in a oh high God. school. No wonder you came in anthropologist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You got right? to study each one yeah. individually. So I was, <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, when it came down to like kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do for a living, it just... Like, I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. But, so would you um, say you had, like, a positive high school experience? Did you oh, enjoy yeah. being there? No, oh, I okay. really loved it. I That's loved great. It. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a... Every coast is a French-speaking um, country, but mm-hmm. our school was in English. But then you learned French just from being there. Wow. So we all, you know, we all spoke English and French. Damn, that's already yeah. a huge plus. Yeah. It's already then, better than my um, high school. Yeah. And then I'm from Mexico myself. Okay. So... Where? I'm from... Um, well, I was born in Canaria. Sonora uh-huh. in the north, oh. um, but I grew up until I was like eleven in Mexico City. Oh, cool! Do you ever go back to Mexico City? Sometimes it feels I have like a Mexico few City there. is like having a major resurgence. Like everyone I know is going there right now. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, because they say it's like really well priced and really cool. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. Should we go? Should we take let's, off right now? Let's yeah. go. I can take this gear. Let's okay, totally let's. do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have Latin uh, heritage? Uh, no. Oh, I don't know why I thought that. Oh, Where's really? your? What's your nationality? Um, my dad's full Italian and my mom's full Swedish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I was reading into the Italian too deep. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, I don't, have you guys read this book that the that the movie is slightly based on? It's called Queen Bees and Wannabes Helping Your Daughter Survive Clicks, Gossip, Boyfriends, and Other Realities of Adolescence. I haven't read that, but I did read Schoolgirls. And the that I think Schoolgirls... So... All right. I just want to give some background to like how people have understood girls. Love it. Um, before this time of, you know, these books like Queen Bees and Schoolgirls and, and the whole Mean Girls phenomenon, it was thought that, um, and I'm not kidding you, that boys were competitive and girls were cooperative. Whoa. 
this was like the kind of received wisdom in psychology and sociology and child development. That wow. makes total sense. Until when? Well, that's oh, until, until these books Until and stuff? around the 1980s, 90s, wow. people were really like... But that's because men were the ones saying that. <laughs> Don't you think? You know, like they had... I feel like it's because men had such little understanding of women. Like, I don't think some women were like... We're I not mean, Unless it was internalized messages. <laughs> well, some, you know, there were a lot of... Um, a lot of tests that people were like trying to get boys and girls to do and they would find that the girls were like more sympathetic towards the kind of moral field of the situation mm. and boys were more like rule based supposedly right okay. so then they went off on this thing of like boys follow rules and girls are more intuitive and emotional and so that was sort of the state of the art at that time okay. and then out comes all this other research like um, especially from um, somebody named Candy Goodwin okay. Marjorie Harness Goodwin who uh, wrote a book called The Secret Life of Girls mm -hmm. and in this book she really like nails it like she did a lot of field work actually here in uh, middle schools here and looked at bullying like really intense class-based bullying race-based bullying weight-based bullying um, that uh, goes down in girls' contexts. Wow. Yeah. So, so I think that it's it sort of changed the um, what people think, what we think we know about mm. um, essentially peer socialization. So, is it now accepted that the genders are more? equal as far as competitive nature or yeah. sympathy? Yeah, I think so. I think oh, so. okay. Well. I, I mean, I think what's accepted is that you can be, I mean, this is the the beauty of Mean Girls, right? Is mm -hmm. that it really shows how you can be really nasty in many different ways. Right, yeah, <laughs> right? true. Oh my God, did you guys die when you saw 8th grade? Did you see 8th grade? Oh, yeah. I have not seen 8th grade. Oh God, I, want I stopped to. so much. Also, <laughs> also, did you guys see Dumpling? No. It just came out two days ago. I cried. I mean, I was on an edible, but I cried <laughs> like... What is Dumpling? It's this new movie on Netflix that actually oh. um, Jennifer Aniston and her best friend bought the rights, um, I think it might have been a book, and made it into a, a movie. It's cool. just, and then and there's a Dolly Parton full soundtrack, but it's unbelievable. It's such a good movie. Um, but it's just like she's in high school, but and it's about like pageant culture, oh, and she's no. an overweight girl. And I think just for women, it really like wow. It's like an un. I was like, what? It's like my favorite movie I've seen. I'm wow. like gonna cry talking about it um that's okay yeah, you're in a safe space <laughs> we have it's tissues so good it's so hard well i bet you like hear about this all the time but like i cannot i think about this of children especially girls but just as boys too but like with the phones like because i was in high school like just getting cell phones and like the internet and it was basically instant messenger and all that stuff but like shit was already going down i cannot mm -hmm. imagine yeah and like i grew up in orange county it was so horribly image-based like yeah. in a way that was like so unhealthy i can't imagine how these mm -hmm. children are growing up where everything is based on like Instagram and oh, pictures. Man. It drives me crazy yeah. just you thinking know, about it. I was talking to a, a researcher named Chris Wright um, out of Goldsmiths in London, mm -hmm. Goldsmiths um, University, and he his entire thing is looking at how the way that young people use social media, okay. and he tells me that there are that within schools now there is a position like a job 
a person whose entire job is just to keep up with all the stuff that's going around on Facebook and Instagram. Sure, that makes sense. I would sense. think they and would need 10 people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. there's so much stuff that in order to catch stuff as it's brewing. Do you think, they, it, do you think that's making it worse for the youth coming up that they have all of this social media stuff or do you think that that makes it better? Like their their peer to peer relationships. What makes it better or worse? I'm just I. It drives me nuts seeing it because, like Blair was just saying, I when I was coming up in high school, it was like pretty rare that people had cell phones. It was like towards the end of my mm-hmm. high school, and and even if when we did, it was like really basic, just text, and we played Snake on uh, Nokia's, and that was the best, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whatever. Anyways, uh, I just think. I see kids all the time and they're like not interacting with each other as much as we were. We were always just making jokes with each other, talking mm-hmm. to random people, whatever. And now it seems like everybody's just faces down into the phones and, you know, commenting on each other's pictures and making fun of each other in, I don't know, like weird ways, statuses and stuff. You know, I, I feel like as adults, we can say like, oh, that's good or oh, that's bad. But mm. I think we just got to wake up to the new to right. the new playground because yeah, yeah. it's not what it was when we came up. Yeah. Um, and I think the sooner we can kind of go with that, Just accept the better. It. Yeah, because otherwise you're sort of, you know, it's use, It's sort of like resistance is futile. Yeah. Right? Like we've already been I know, absorbed. I just worry because like now when I get like um, trolls on the internet, it's like I can, I'm like. You're prepared. I'm just old enough where I'm like, this person has never met me. They know nothing. They're mm-hmm. just trying. They're inflicting pain based off their own pain. Yeah. But like, and sometimes a shred of it still hurts me. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, if it's a child, I just can't imagine. Like, mm-hmm. I would never have been able to deal with that on top of what is already like you mm-hmm. know going through. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think for even for people in education, um, a lot of people are were saying, oh, we should never have online classes because that's just like the death of the university. Mm-hmm. And you look around and you're like, OK, well, you better get prepared to die because it's everywhere. <laughs> that's what's right? going like to happen. We, yeah. ha- we just have to figure out how it works. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did traffic yeah. school online. That should be illegal. Was it, good? <laughs> it took me 20 minutes. <laughs> you learned nothing. Oh, I literally wow. nothing. It took me 20 minutes. And I was like, I can't believe this is a fucking option. The last time I got the last time I got a traffic ticket, I was 17 and I had to go to a full day of traffic school. Yeah. And I was like, which is so painful. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, when I had to do that, I took like three Red Bulls and then I was like, Uh, well, listen, speaking of the youth, I was going to save this for later, but since we're on it, the youth, I don't know. It makes me sound super old, but um, I have a game that we can play. Uh, excuse me, Norma, uh, let's <laughs> let's keep things civil here, uh, please. And by the way, I wanted to also just give a quick shout out because uh, part of your name here is Norma Mendoza, and she was a huge person in my life. Uh, this, she was like an old jazz singer that gave me vocal lessons. Nobody cares about this. Really? It, yes. Her Ooh. name is Norma Mendoza. You can really? look her up. Her voice is oh unbelievable. God. She's like in her late 70s, maybe oh, 80s wow. by this point. Norma's an old name. Uh, yeah. But she's the best. Literally one of the best people I've ever met. So Norma, Where if you're listening this? to this, I love you so much. In South Florida. Have you ever seen him? His, any of his music? Don't no. worry about it. Unbelievable. I'm gonna go Blair's there, super, yeah. super nice. No, it's true. <laughs> so this game Are I want to play. Uh, I have sang some jazz before. I would not qualify myself as a jazz singer. Uh, this game is called Fetch Ass Fools Better Get Woke. Our school is better than 
today's game. And I'm calling it that because it's all about slang. I have here some slang of 2018 from EntityMag.com. And then I have some from Webster's 2018 that they're actually putting into the dictionary. So I'm just going to go through and you guys tell me if you know what the hell I'm talking about. I knew some of these, some of these, I had no idea. Okay, everybody's ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so rip or big rip. Is that like um, like a bong rip? No, I, that's initially <laughs> what I thought though. Oh. Norma says no. Uh, it's like RIP. It's like a, a cute oh. way of saying dead. that's dead now or that's over with. They say, like, oh, big rip to my coffee when it's spilled. But that's, like, written. People don't say that out loud, do they? I think people say that out loud. (sighs) Yeah, I have some of these where I made a note of, like, oh, this is just through text. Oh, okay, okay. So people say, this one's more obvious, uh, TBT. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday. But they say, and I didn't know this, it can be used now for anything that has happened in the past, Mm -hmm. which I thought was a little ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, SMH. Shaking my head. Shaking my head. Yike. <laughs> <laughs> these are re- I didn't make these up. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes well, I will, just, like, but this is all part of Ethan was is. just like going through his Is this text a verb or an adjective? Like, what did this girl like, mean? He's like, this is the major slang of 2018. <laughs> this is from entitymag.com. I don't even know how official that is, but yike is like saying yikes. It's like a, just a shorter version of yikes, uh, which I don't know why you would need that at all. Yikes is plenty good. I like saying yikes. <laughs> Leave it alone. Um, people say illy. It's spelled I-L-Y. Anybody know what that means? Like cool? No. Oh, I love you. Yes. Instead of saying I love you, they're saying illy now, which I had no idea about until this mm. morning. Uh, then there's, and I don't know how to pronounce this, honestly, small, S-M-O-L. I don't know. Oh, I've heard that. It's uh, usually over text, S-M-O-L, and it means something is small and cute. (laughs) Small. S-M-O-L. Okay, what about T? T-E-A. Do you guys know what the slang of T is now? Oh, yeah, like um, gossip. Yes, I didn't know that until this morning either. Spill the T or give me the T, they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. How how long have you known that? (laughs) I've known that a long time. Oh, wow. She made it up. (laughs) She started it it during the set. Patient zero. (laughs) I actually learned that from, um, I think, Real Housewives of... Um, Atlanta, but it also could be RuPaul's Drag Race, either one. Right on. Oh, that sounds like, yeah, a yeah. good spot for, yeah, culture to start. Yeah, those cultures start. borrow, I like, I feel like those uh, borrow from each other a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, how about ship? Mm-mm. Ship, uh, it could be used as saying, like, I ship Ted and Robin so hard. Like Stan? I, I it's, it's short for relationship, yeah. which is saying, like, I wish they were together. Oh, Jesus. I know. Very strange. <laughs> uh, bop. B-O-P. Oh, like a banger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like a hit song. Love that new Ariana Grande bop. Yeah. Uh, Finsta. Oh, this is oh. what I was going to talk about earlier, but I forgot about the children. I just Googled this two days ago because <laughs> okay. I had no idea what the fuck it was. <laughs> but it's like where these people are making secret Instagram. Yes, exactly. Fake yeah. Instagrams or private Instagrams that are like just for friends. Yeah. I did not know about this. Oh, wow. my God. There's so much deception. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Yeah. Um, okay. Live in the era. The era of deception. Oh, yeah. That's your next book. That and is my next book, You can have that actually. title for free. Really? 
Uh, yeah, I'm writing a book. Well, I'm co-editing a book about the language of Donald Trump. Every- oh, my God, really? <laughs> Literally everything Whoa. we've said, you're like, actually, yeah, I, I, I did grow up in Africa. With- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's got to be, well. And next thing you know, I'm going to have her hair. How is that? <laughs> I hope so. Is that, has hope that been it. good for your soul, read- editing that book? Yeah. Really? Oh, it's a good Well, book. you know, we all do what we can. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely true. To shed light on like our current moment. Oh What's yeah. Happening. Well, if you look at it like that, then you're yeah. like doing God's work. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's an expression of because I was going to talk about this too. Just like stress, like at the end of the movie, Regina George goes into sports, and now that's her like where her frustration goes, her anger goes. And I feel like, especially in today's days, we all need some form of like I need to do this so that I can deal with yeah. uh, Donald Trump in this yeah. case. But I can't do it outside of work hours because I'm like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I bludgeon myself with reality TV. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I've gotten through now like five seasons of 90 Day Fiance in the past six months because I just, I don't know, I can't explain it. I need it. Literally everyone is obsessed with that show and I haven't watched it. But it's I, great. I know because I'm afraid to take on like another thing that I will love. Like I that. totally understand that, I yeah, been, it's a lot. I just binge watch Westworld on the plane, oh. like all seasons of it. That's the perfect that way to good. watch it because yeah. it's so fucking dense <laughs> to take any time in between episodes. You could forget one thing where there's like, it's like, yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know about things like I want. I don't know if I want to work that hard. Maybe that's a symptom of this culture. Oh, that's <laughs> definitely true. And and just because we're consuming so much, it's easy to forget. You know, I feel like I don't know if this is necessarily true for you guys. But when I was younger and I like got to stay up late on Sunday night and watch, you know, an HBO show with my mom and dad, I wasn't really watching that much else that was difficult to understand. Yeah. So whenever I would see that once a week, it was like, oh, I know exactly what happened last week. Whoa. But now there's just so much going on where it's like I try with that's what happened to me with Westworld. It's exactly what happened. To me. I watched like three or four episodes. Yeah. and I was like, I can't remember. I don't care. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. But if I was on a plane. Yeah, a on plane a plan, is a perfect like, yeah. situation. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you're kind of trapped. Also, <laughs> totally trapped. Um, the screen time, like new feature on your phone, does that where it oh, pops where up log? every Sunday? No one tells you how much. Like it was part of a suf- software update, I and know. like, so, is this on an iPhone? Yeah. Wait, so I didn't happens? sign up for this shit. <laughs> Screen time, <laughs> it like monitors your screen time in all of your apps and oh shows God. you how long you're looking at your phone Damn. every day and how many times you picked it up. Oh no, scary stuff. It Look out for the that, guys. Violent <laughs> thing I have ever seen in my life. It just popped on my phone and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and now I'm like scared. It pops up every Sunday against my will and I know the truth. And everyone's like, how long have you been on it? I'm like, I'm not fucking telling you. <laughs> yeah, no that is my own know. secret. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's okay. no way to deactivate it? No, you can. But I'm like, this is, I think the. I think God did this. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like, I think this is one a once message. a week thing. God comes on my screen. Yeah. And is like, it sounds go like outside, bitch. You know? <laughs> yeah, talk to your friends face to face. It sounds like it's healthy. I, I kind of want to know. Now, I'm scared, but I do want to know. Well, you can go in settings. And figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll do that after this. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Um, okay, a few words that were on this year's Webster's uh, admissions. Uh, Marg. 
Do you guys know? Mm-mm, you margarita. Heard? Yeah, short for yeah. margarita. You knew this. You're hip, Blair. You're totally. Hip. You're in it. No. I thought I'm that from, one was crazy. I'm from Orange County. I've been. I've heard the word Marg for thirty years. Damn. You know? my I've par- never yeah, heard my of that. parents call them Margs. Margs. Oh my God. Pour my me a parents Marg. like love tequila. It just sounds like <laughs> such a worse Wait, way of saying you have margarita. To follow that up. My Your parents, parents <laughs> love tequila. Tell me more. Why, why do I have to? You're doing a great job. Yeah, I'll interview you. Why yeah, do your perfect. parents love tequila? Um, I think because they're, uh, well, if I'm being real, I think that they venture toward tequila because that they heard it was a healthy alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay, so very Orange County reason yes. to do that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was just going to say that Marg sounds way uglier than, like Margarita sounds like a cool, refreshing, nice drink on the beach, and Marg sounds like a big boat. Yeah, you know? I don't like know. Barge. Yeah, like Barge, exactly. I know, I love the name Marge. Marge is a good name, yeah, for a person. Uh, adorbs, adorbs. Uh, we all know what that means, My but it's in the that. dictionary now, uh, which is crazy to me. Rando, guac, zoodle. You guys know what a zoodle is? Unfortunately. <laughs> you know also? I have it in my fucking freezer. <laughs> okay, that's a zucchini noodle for anyone not knowing. Yeah. And hangry is now. Oh, hangry. We use the, that word every day. In the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> You're hangry right now. <laughs> no, it, we just my daughter gets hangry every day. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about, since we're talking about slang and stuff anyways, you there, uh, the other L word, which is like, mm-hmm. which you've talked about, yeah. uh, was it on an article or a podcast? Uh, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I have had a problem with this for years, actually, and I hate myself for doing it, but I specifically have a best friend who I'm not going to name on the podcast because he listens to the podcast, but now he's going to know exactly Hello, who he is. Hello, friend. Uh, who says like a lot, and I've, tr- I've called him out very peacefully a few different times. I love that you said peacefully. Well, you know, you have to do these kind of As things with respect. To taking up arms. I say like, yeah. I say like so much. And when I have to review my stand-up sets and listen to them, because I listen to the set on my way home every night. Yeah. And I just want to die. So why does that happen, if you know? And also, yeah. how can we uh, get better? I think that you should stop having an attitude about it. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Damn. Really, really coming at me today, Norma. Norma. <laughs> it's, well, this happens all the time. <laughs> this is called language attitudes okay, and okay. language ideologies. And um, often a, a word that, okay, so like uh, in the way that you're using it mm-hmm. is called a discourse marker. Discourse marker. Yeah. Okay. And it's something that helps us. It's a piece of language that helps us manage all of the complexity of discourse around us. So it can show up at the beginning, like I was going to go, you know, to the mall. Mm-hmm. Or it can show up in the middle of a, of a sentence. It can show up at the end. Right. But it shows Anywhere. up in these places. And that's why it sounds like way too frequent and yes. overused to you. Right. Yes. But other people will use other discourse markers, such as... Um, such as such as um uh, isn't that one of them? Um, yeah. That is one <laughs> exactly yeah. right. So um um sort of like uh and they they exist in you all know, languages. You know, I say you, you know, know way you know. too often. They exist oh, in all the languages, me. right? Yeah. But I think that um, sometimes people will latch onto a discourse marker and kind of uh, get really annoyed at it. Sure. Right. Like people aren't annoyed at discourse markers like. Obviously, or mm-hmm. considering, or whatever. literally, literally. I don't know. Oh, sometimes people, people get mad at that really one. Yeah. Mad, yeah, literally. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, 
we shouldn't be focused on changing the way we speak. We should be focused on letting go, accepting. like accepting, yeah, other people's yeah. discourse. I mean, markers. it's gonna. It, so, for instance, I say like a lot too. Mm-hmm. I really do, and yeah. um, and you you will see it show up on my evaluations. Like, wow, how come this person is saying like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, but it's a it's an important part of language, oh. and I think that if you had a. If you have something being read out to you that's really complicated mm-hmm. um, in terms of sentence structure, and you pepper it with a bunch of discourse markers, it will become easier to understand. Wow. That right? makes total sense because yeah. it's less dry. Also, in terms of receiving evaluations for the way you speak, like <laughs> most of the, like, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> now we're just going to stop the, every time. Whenever there's something negative to me online, people tweeting to me, after it's always about my voice and it's like i didn't choose this fucking voice <laughs> you know and it's it's and it's men who are saying that my voice they can't they don't like it and it's just another way of them trying to like monitor the way that they think i should be it's like exactly. another form of misogyny that they don't yes. even register. Totally. That's totally right. So language attitudes. I oh, and sorry, this to before my we move ahead, I love your voice, Claire. <laughs> I, I love your yeah. voice, too. It's really fantastic. Oh, thank you. It's well, true. Luckily, yeah. a lot of people like it, but, you know, there's those people. Well, like, yeah. I did a, I did a um, podcast last week or something that has, like, a lot of listeners, and, you know, the, the feedback... I got a lot of really nice feedback, but then there was just some crazy ass dudes that right. And it's like, mm-hmm. what do you want me to fucking do? This is my voice. <laughs> you want me to try and change? I'll. Tr- what I can't fix it. Yeah, you know? and you shouldn't have to. Language that's... attitudes are people attitudes, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So you know that if if people are complaining the, about the way that girls talk or the way that women talk, it's really a problem with girls and women. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But people don't, they would have no idea that those two things are correlated. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so crazy. I, uh, okay, I wanted to get into gangs because mm-hmm. the, there's a gang, I would argue, in this movie called The Plastics. Yeah. Um, I don't know what... I've, they definitely uh, act like a gang. They definitely act like a gang. And so I have so many questions about that uh, in general, just like the similarities and differences between mm-hmm. that gang and a real gang. Um, I've been in like... I would say pseudo gangs in my life not anything violent or criminal but just like I feel like we all have some experience like in a workplace where there's a f- group of people that all assimilate or like in a band I've been in bands my whole life that's kind of like being in a gang or like a f- you know weird cartoon gang probably um, so yeah I, how, do, how do how do gangs start maybe we start there I think that every human on this planet well actually many life forms not just us mm-hmm. um, have just ways of affiliating like we want to be together and part of being human is togetherness Mm -hmm. and uh, finding ways to be together is what being in a gang is about now when people call something a gang usually they're defining it in a way that they want it to be not cool yeah negative uh, connotation yeah yeah but you know if you look at the ways that fraternities behave they're very very similar to uh street gang yeah right? sure and that also the, has a, a bad vibe to it for yeah. me frats and the I, the uh, only reason <laughs> is the only reason that one is sort of okay and the other one is not is because you know usually in a fraternity people will have some kind of social um parachute 
that will prevent them from getting into trouble, even though they would do the same things right. as uh, what's called an illegal gang, right? Mm-hmm. So often the kids that are um, doing this sort of social cohorting in gangs are on the fringes of society, mm-hmm. or they're thought to be on the fringes of society, and if they mess up, that's the one chance they got. Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, you can be in a frat and, like, you know, drink your way and do all kinds of stuff. And then somebody will come and rescue you. Yeah, that's true. A little unfair. uh, Yeah. But the the people that I work with were um, were I I work mostly with girls in Mm -hmm. Northern California. Mm -hmm. And they were girls who self uh, basically they call themselves a gang. Okay, so a point of pride. Yeah. To be in the game. Well, they had membership rules and they had a whole structure. Okay. So let's talk about that. I mean, how, you know, she has to like do certain things to join the plastics. So like, what is it like to join a gang or rise the rise in the ranks, you know? Okay. Well, I was looking at um, two different gangs, the Norteñas and the Sureñas in Northern okay. California. And the way that people would join, there were, of course, like lots of peripheral members Right. Okay. Like the wannabes. Oh, interesting. This is how it's related to the sort of queen bees and wannabes. So if you think of the core of the gang as the queen bees, mm-hmm. then they had their wannabes. Like little like foot soldiers. Well, not foot soldiers, but just people who aspired to be like them. Oh, okay. Right? Pledges. <laughs> pledges. They're not in the gang yet, but exactly, they're trying exactly to be. Exactly like pledges. Okay, okay. Yeah. Very cool. So, you know, people who would um, kind of... Try to appear like they were in the gang. They would wear the same makeup or do, do their hair the same way. Mm. There was a lot of sort of social display. Got right? you. Okay. Just in the same way that you would imagine with the plastics, right? Like they had their social rules and, right. and only the most powerful people could actually break all the rules. Okay. So, yeah, That's also like, similar. You know, just a, the rest of life. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Once you're in control, once yeah, you have power. Yeah, the rest of the most powerful. Can break the most rules. Yeah, a lot like that book you're writing right now. Yeah. Um, so, what is it? Is it like? Are there common uh, like archetypes in the gang, or or a size? Like, what's the like average size of a gang? Because I all, all that I know, admittedly, is from films. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know the reality of. Are there hundreds of people in these gangs? Are they controlling neighborhoods? You know, everybody. Um, Everybody who is in a social group mm-hmm. will be in sort of their own little location, right? And it's not that different from being like a jock or a burnout in a particular school. Like you are a jock or a burnout um, and you are like people who are jocks and burnouts in other schools, but you're not part of that group. Okay. Right. So every local group will have its own sort of structure and dynamics. Okay. Um, the groups that I looked at were just... You know, they were in a single high school, Hmm. Um, so they were, you know, maybe just a handful of girls were the real core people, and then there were maybe 10 other girls who were sort of peripheral to that, and then everybody else was like something else. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, Also, I was going to ask if there's like love triangles that happen often, because that's another, I don't know, theme in films, and in this film, definitely, Um, but can that break up the the hierarchy of the gang yeah yeah okay yeah love triangles and also uh people not being down for you oh, will okay. break it up right so like let's say that uh you and i are supposed to be in a gang and you don't back me up well that could be the end of that whoa right yeah so Look just out. like real life yeah um that's tough i do yeah i've always <laughs> i'm italian so i'm like so about loyalty um 
So I never saw like love triangles. Like if I ever got a crush on a friend's boyfriend or something, I would just like stay the fuck away. Mm-hmm. I'd like leave town for a while, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> um, no, no, but like I, I had a real, well, no. I've had friends back oh, you me can- up go there hard (laughs) (laughs) well I had a relationship and like the relationship was good whatever it was but then we broke up but then he started dating my friend after we broke up Mm. like right away um and it literally divided a whole like scene um because (laughs) totally makes sense (laughs) yeah and like it's still kind of like that even even after a lot of time has gone by like even though i don't care at all like a lot of my girlfriends and stuff like still won't fuck with them like at all it's just one of those rules that was like the first rule of the plastics right yeah, yeah. She, they, they immediately tell her, like, oh, no, you cannot like him. Yeah. You cannot like Aaron Samuels. You have to move away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to move away for a while. <laughs> but then you, I don't know. Then I kind of think it's stupid, like, now that I'm, like, a little older. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, people, everyone's, like, yeah, that's not a great I think thing some, to do. I, but. I, I agree with you. I think there's a gray area. I think if some time has gone by, it's a lot more acceptable. Like, if it's the next week and your friend is dating the person you just broke up with, it's like, whoa. That's, like, kind of a direct insult towards me. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, I still think that's, like, wrong. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, it's not a desirable thing to do or happen, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Right. I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but I, I'm just like, who cares? Yeah. You know? You, like, every so many things happen that we don't want to happen. It's yeah. like, the sooner you can try to just accept it, it's like your life will be much better. Have you ever been in some uh, sort of gang or, like, a clique of uh, friends, and you guys did the same stuff and didn't break the rules? Um, Rules of the gang, of course. I don't think so. I mean, I was always, like, in in team sports, so that feels, you you know, you're, like, again, we have, like, rivalries with other teams and stuff like that. So I guess that's kind of, like, (laughs) gangy. Besides that, I don't know. Like, I've always kind of been interested in, like, other groups of people. Yeah. And tried to have, like, I am not, I just, like, am interested in other people so i don't want to be like do you find yourself changing your behavior based on like the people that are cool because that's a phenomenon i was going to ask you about too i mean a lot of times you'll just it happens to me and i almost like it freaks me out for a second oh yeah hanging out with a certain group of people and i find myself talking more like them or i don't know behaving that's totally normal yeah Yeah. i think i think it's normal but when it hits me that i'm doing it because i don't realize that i'm doing it that, that i don't know it's like a I get torn for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, who am I? I gotta be, uh, why am I changing because of them? That's weird. But I don't know, you're saying it's um, a normal thing. I like the idea of a chameleon um, or someone who changes their values uh, depending on who they're around mm-hmm. to me is like the most reprehensible quality that anyone <laughs> could ever have in, in alive. But then at the same time, like everyone does it on a certain level. Like I'm the youngest of an only girl of older brothers and I my whole life changed my behavior around them to try and get them to like me in any way uh, just to like let like make them let me share air with them Mm -hmm. you know how much older are they Um, four and a half and five and a half years older Mm -hmm. and it's just like a very masculine like 
very like toxic masculinity way um but i now i try so hard to not do that but it still happens like around there's like a few comedians that i loved so much before i like you know years went by and now I'm doing the same shows as them there's a few like and it happened to me two days ago where I said hello to everyone in the room except this person (laughs) because I love them so much that I acted like such a fucking freak and she immediately said hi to me and was like oh you moved here and I was like in my head I was like she doesn't know who I am this is so I love her so much like I can't talk and I was like why are you being such a fucking dork just act like a person (laughs) right yeah you know does that do you do you find that that happens to you also? Somewhere? Well, I you know it's one thing to change your speech, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is almost inevitable okay. that you'll be you know you'll go somewhere where somebody speaks a different dialect and you just whirl like <laughs> your your ear gets pulled in that direction, your speech gets pulled in that direction. That's different from changing your values, right? right? Yeah. So you can change different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know think, when I when I started doing this field work with the gangs, they they. Uh, they were like, yeah, we'll take you with us, but just don't say anything. Oh. Because I sound so different right, from them, right? right? That makes or sense. they'd be like, well, you can come, but well, why don't we just like make you over a little bit? Wow. Right? Wait, where'd, like, you, they, where'd you go with them? Yeah. And why? what did they make you wear? Like parties or, you know, even just to the store. How many people have you killed? <laughs> Tell us. I am not telling you. <laughs> I mean, did you witness some uh, crazy stuff? Uh, I, you know, we like, uh, I think the first rule of ethnography, this method of like hanging out with people is yeah. just like you don't talk. Got it. You don't talk shit about them. Yeah. There's yeah, no, yeah. no so. snitching. Exactly. No snitching. But you can write a book and talk about their, I wrote a book. yeah, how they yeah. talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And stuff. How'd you get them to let you? Uh, it took a long time. Um, and I wasn't quite sh- clear what I was doing, and I was also really young, so I was just like, Ugh. "But like, what was in it for them to like let you see inside?" Okay, so what was in it for them, or the way that they were consented? Yeah. Um, in terms of the study, was um, I told them that at the time, and this was true at the time. Yeah. At the time, we knew a lot about the way that. Um, young high school students and high schools all over the country uh, were doing their cohorting, like hanging out in groups. But we didn't know anything about how Latino kids were doing it. Mm. right? And so with that gap, telling them, like, I want to hang out with you because we don't know anything about how Latino kids hang out together. Oh, oh that's cool. They that's said, really cool. okay. And then I said... But you have to know also that I'll be talking to you and I'll be talking to people who are your friends and people who are your enemies. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. And they're like, all right, as long as I don't have to see you doing that. Oh, so I okay. would just try to keep it separate. That sounds so terrifying. What part? Um, just like the navigating. Or, yeah. No, no, like navigating intense, char- intensely emotionally charged connections and situations and rivalries like I even just think that about like people who do like hardcore journalism like that's like actually an adrenaline it's like really hard work like an undercover operative it was a little bit hard and you never know what's gonna happen yeah that's true But but I think that, um, you know, I'm really grateful that people let me into their lives at the time. 
and um, and that we're able to challenge a lot of things about girls' participation in gangs. And so, you know, before I did this work, everybody thought that if you were in a gang, in an actual gang that called itself a gang, as a girl, that your whole entire life was just like down the tubes, that you were going to be like a heroin addict and be in jail or be become a prostitute or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this has not borne out this way for, for the girls in my study. Wow. You know, the girls in my study are like, they work at like... Home Depot. How'd you pick the location for where you did this? Um, I was volunteering at the school. Oh, before yeah. So I I kind of got to know people a little bit through volunteering, and then I realized, oh, this is so big. Yeah, like this whole dynamic was so much bigger than I had thought. Okay. Um, we're running out of time, guys. This has been fantastic, though. Yeah, this is so cool. And I'll just I'll try and just rapid fire a few things at you. Okay. Okay. Number one, uh, you you were a consultant on Do You Speak American, this mm-hmm. PBS docu series that explored how people communicate throughout the U.S. I'm from South Florida. Are there any like I don't know like weird intricacies that like you can like spot a Floridian by? Floridians are really hard, um, okay. but you should have a. Okay, so how do you uh, how do you say the word cot? Cot. And how do you say the past tense of catch? <laughs> caught. The same. Yeah, I caught a ball. And you sleep on the army. Caught. Is that oh, not... how long have you been living here? Uh, in Los Angeles. Yes. Five years. And before that, I was in Boston for four, and then I was in South Florida the rest of my life. But my parents are from Argentina, so I feel like my English is wrong. Your English is not wrong. You're a native speaker. Okay. Right? Thank You're you. like the definition of correct English. Ooh. Every I'll take native that to the speaker, bank. every native speaker is the definition of correct English. Oh, okay. Right? Love that. Even if they say like every other word. Right. I love right. your inclusive language perspective. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's very inclusive. I like but, that too. But um, the theory would say that you should have a little bit of a difference between caught and caught, right? Oh, like the two two Quot. different values, but she okay. would have them the same. Okay, well, I was going to ask about Blair's because she's from here and you've uh, studied if Californians have an accent. Mm -hmm. And so do Californians have an accent? What is it? How should test her? (laughs) Californians have many accents. And this is actually exactly what we're trying to find now. Okay. So just, you know, for for the record, like I'm trying to set up a study that takes a taco truck (laughs) and like guts it from the inside. And inside we put a recording studio and we're going to go to all the neighborhoods of L.A. and try to figure out this exact question. Oh, I love that. They're going to be so disappointed there's no time. I know. Well, we'll have to figure out what what else to give them. But but we need that space. It's like you have to bring a bunch of trays of tacos. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in a fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Because I go to taco trucks all the time. All around L.A. And it's such an L.A. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Could you tell by Blair speaking that she's from here? Mm -hmm. Oh, It's so funny, though, because, like, you know, I travel around the country to do comedy, and every person asks me where my accent's from. Uh, Most of the people say, are you from the South, which is so weird. Uh People always ask me if I'm from the South. Mm -hmm. I don't know why at all. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, everyone tells me I have an accent everywhere I go. It's so weird. Yeah. You have creaky voice. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. What is which that? Is, uh, creaky voice is... Um, vocal fry. Yeah. Oh, oh, right, right. People know it as vocal fry. Yeah, yeah. And it's Rasp. just... It's something we p- people do, and it's sure. 
happens in men, happens in women, but people have an, a special kind of attitude about it when it happens with women. And that might be part of why you're getting all this fe- all this pushback. Right. I mean, I'm not getting all this pushback. I, I just, when I do get any online stuff, that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want to say I'm like getting trolled a lot because I'm not. That would be an <laughs> exaggeration. But as a comic, you know, sensitive, insecure people, of course, you focus sometimes on the negative instead of there could be a lot of positive and then you focus on the yeah. one negative. But there's been a huge discussion in feminism feminist linguistics about this exact topic about. and and exactly with the analysis that she just gave like that it's a way of evaluating women and of trying to like suppress their voice yeah damn we'll cut that out guys and and positively troll blair you know send her some <laughs> I yeah do get she's amazing I yeah get, you guys are nice i don't this isn't a call this isn't a call out for you to no i'm calling <laughs> it out i'm not fishing for compliments i demand it <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm trying to see if I have something. Oh, they've. Uh, she says high school home homeschooled kids are freaks. Do you guys uh, uh, agree slash know why this happens? I feel like this is very rude. <laughs> that there's like this stereotype. I don't know if it still exists. I assume it does. No? I I've only studied high schools, so I just oh, don't, okay. know. don't yeah. know. Um, I think. You know, in if I'm going to have to make a hard opinion, I think that's probably it's not an ideal situation for a kid in its formative years to learn how to, like, interact with everyone and all the hardship and good parts, too. But also, I don't know, everyone has their own situations. Like, there's a lot of things they have no control over. It. A kid has no control of it. Yeah. If they're homeschooled. Sometimes there's a reason. Sometimes their parents just force it. What are you going to do? It's like another any other situation that you're put in as a kid. Yeah. Uh, the other one uh, was was this obsession with sex in the movie. A lot of like, and they're high school kids, which I think she's trying to highlight really hard. Uh, and to me, it was kind of saying like this obsession with sex is a problem. There's like multiple girls gone wild references. That little sister is like dancing provocatively <laughs> and like showing her boobs when they show their boobs on the commercial. Uh, the coach is hooking up with an underage girl. Yeah. And then Amy Poehler's character, the cool mom, quote unquote. Hilarious. I amazing. definitely saw that. In Orange in County? High school. Oh, yeah, the cool that moms? makes a lot of sense. Uh, 100%. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all the moms, like, all the moms have, like, fake tits. Like, everyone. <laughs> yikes. Or <laughs> yikes, I should say. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, this bothers me and has bothered me for a while. Um, and I just feel like parenting is changing over the years and it's, like, becoming more lax and, like, uh, they just shove iPads in their face for hours at a time and tell them, like, whatever you want. And it's not as strict uh, so I don't know I just wanted your feedback on that real quick were you brought up strictly I I think there's a mixture of both I, my parents were very <laughs> cool I had cool parents not like this cool mom but like you know they're funny and they like to have a good time but you know we, we couldn't disobey them you know we, there were there were uh, consequences for that and I think that that's good I think that kids need that a lot of time. I'll, I'll be walking around and kids are just, you know, wild and out. And there's no, the parents are just basically like, oh, come on, don't be like that. And they just do whatever they want. I think the opposite. You think parents should be more chill? No, no, no. Chill. I think, well, I don't know. I was a nanny and maybe it's just New York and it was probably affluent New York. Um, but like one of the many jobs I've had, like on the come up of comedy was being a nanny mm-hmm. and probably fed your like material 
I was just like, these people are fucking crazy. <laughs> like, how the way that their choices is in parenting, it just shows you how it's so subjective. And obviously, like, I don't know, there's no, you can't really judge it. Well, you can, there's certain situations. <laughs> but I mean, um, I thought that they were so helicoptery. Like, you, you know what was insane was so when I was a nanny for any play date there would have to be two caregivers there so like if I was taking the children to a play date their nanny or their mom and then I had to stay there the whole time it was so bizarre to me because like when I was a kid that was the whole point to give one mom a break to like go drop them off so then they have two sets of eyes on them the entire time there's no like sense of error to give these kids yeah. a breath overbearing yeah parents. it was like they don't have any time to be alone and like i don't know it was just really weird to me it was mm-hmm. really different than when i grew up i hear that i just imagine what that does to the parents right where you mm-hmm. feel like worried all i'm time. on the parent side now okay and i'm like oh my god can I really not just drop her off? <laughs> like, Wait, is that the same as you? So you see that too? Yeah. Is yeah. that fucking weird? Like I have stuff to do, you know, but it's like you're supposed to kind of hang out and I don't know. Yeah. The parenting here is really intense. I'm going to say yeah. no. I'm going to okay. say when, that, when I have children. You're, you're going to say no what? I'm not coming unless it's like a mm-hmm. girl. The, mo- the other mom is like a friend I want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say no. Yeah, and I'm gonna say sense. when I have your children over, go do whatever the fuck you want. That's what the point of this is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's I think it's, it's hard because you know people want to like supervise and like helicopter, like you said. Yeah, watch me lose all my friends this way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope after this. all of Norma's friends take a cue. <laughs> This yeah. is all directed at you. Yeah. Leave your kids. Go away. <laughs> Please. Um, okay, so at the end, uh, we have a little plug section. Obviously, people should buy your book and the new one whenever it comes out. They should participate in the taco truck study. Participate in the taco truck study. That sounds if great. If they see our signs all around L.A. that say, do people in L.A. have an accent? They should call the number or go call on the, the website. Okay. When do is you, that going to show up? The the signs yeah. or the taco truck both the taco truck as soon as I get funding for it oh okay I, we failed to get funding on the first round so oh we're man well now that this comes again. out you're yeah guaranteed I know. we're gonna be all you're set. gonna be flooded with cash yeah <laughs> but we're already starting the the research and cool. we're finding that um like one of my grad students um Addison Dickens has been interviewing people in Santa Monica who are over a hundred. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, to try to trace the change in Santa Monica accent. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So um have a, a website or something people can check yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Just go to uh normamendozadenton.com. Great. And you will find it. Great. And they can all, take a the class at UCLA. If they can at take UCLA. classes at UCLA. Go Bruins. Yeah, go Bruins. Thank you. <laughs> Blair went to UCLA, by the way, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Blair, have some shows? Oh, yes. I uh, The main one that I would like you, all you listeners out there, to focus on <laughs> is um, Dear Owen Wilson. Uh, it's on next Thursday, December 20th. At 8 p.m. at Lyric Hyperion, you can go to uh, uh, the Lyric's website to get tickets for that. The lineup's amazing. I also have a weekly show on Tuesdays at Genghis Cohen in West Hollywood at 8 p.m. It's a great show. Thanks. Blair's always fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> yep, we're both going to go. We're going to carpool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, very good. Oh, yeah. Follow, and you can find all this stuff um, on Instagram at uh, Blair Saki, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I. Blair Saki at Blair Saki. Yeah. And now I'm saying it right, and it feels it feels good. 
I wanted to make sure I got that in. Um, okay, well, thank you both so much. Thank this you was for very fun. Us. Thank and you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and EJ Gullett. And our executive fetch producer is Brett Kushner. I want to give a quick shout out to the people in the office who were nice enough to come help out with the intro, especially Aliyah Kamalova for writing it out with me. And you can follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show and send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. Let us know what movies you'd like us to do and what you thought of this episode, if there's anything that I've missed. And tune in next week. We're going to be talking about Home Alone. Thanks a lot for listening. If you like what you hear, tell a friend about the show. Then you can have fiery scientific debates uh, during your sleepovers while you also watch movies uh, for the next episode. Okay, have a good one. See ya. Bye.